Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everybody. We say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the powerful teaching last night and your powerful presence that you make known. You become real to so many people. And we thank you, Father, that you hover over everything that is void there. You fill up their buckets of faith. You provide living water, springs of living water that will then flow out of each one. When we are receptive, when we believe, when we open our hearts to receive. And we thank you, Lord, that you are here, you are in our midst and you call us by name. You call us to come and be with you, ever willing to pour your peace, your joy, your love over us. That unchangeable love that does not look upon our sins, but just looks upon like a father. Your unchangeable nature, Lord. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your mercy over us. We thank you that you renew your grace upon us every single day. You daily load us with benefits. This is what your word says. And that same peace and that same joy, the same Father that we know and we get to know more and more closer every single day. We want to share every new thing that we know about you with our brothers, our sisters, our friends that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family. <coughs> we share it also, Lord, with all those that are beneficiaries of any prayer request that has been made on this prayer group. We share it with all those that have no one to pray for them and offer our faith to stand in that gap, Father. We share it with all those that are Christians and do not yet know you. That they might be reintroduced to you just like we were one day reintroduced by someone else. And our lives got transformed then. And we share it with all those that do not want to know you. That have turned away and the hedge around them has been pulled down. And we plead for their lives as well, Lord. For we know that you love them and it pains you to see them go astray. Quicken them, O oh Father, in their hearts that their hearts might be turned from darkness to see the truth. <clears throat> to try you. To get to know you. And then as they cross their Red Sea in their lives, they are brought into your kingdom. Your glory, your light is revealed to them. And it is that truth that sets them free. So as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, the great I am. <clears throat> the one who is the lifter of men. Just as your word in Ephesians 1.20 says, that same lifter who has now lifted us up and seated us in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And we know that he is seated above every principality, every power, and every other authority in creation. And every knee bounds, uh, bows at his name. We thank you, Father. We pray in your name, the name of the Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. The one who is the preserver of men and leads us in the way we should go. 
the Father of lights, the God of patience, the God of hope, the God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who came to introduce us to that Father and his love, the one who showed us how we could be the perfect human that the Father loves, how we can regain that image and likeness in which he made us, the Lion of Judah who leads us in battle, the rider on the white horse, the Lord our redemption, the God of our salvation, the rock upon which we build the foundation of our Christian life and experience. And we pray in the name of his spirit, that same self-effacing servant and consuming fire that we have been introduced to, the one that you make more and more real to us, Lord, through your word, and then through our personal experience, when we start to commune with him and engage with him, we know his presence and we are led and directed by him through faith and out of love. In obedience, not out of compulsion. We align with your will, Lord, and we claim our inheritance. It is he who makes it all real to us. The spirit of the living God, spirit of El Shaddai, who made his tabernacle in our body, in our lives. That your word is made real to us, that Jesus is made more real to us. And when he dwells in us and that same spirit gives life to our dead mortal body, which now becomes alive in the spirit world, we recognize and realize what our inheritance is and the authority that you have given us, Lord. And we operate out of that authority. We thank you, Father. We thank you that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies, that you make every grace abound towards us, the maker you are. That we shall not be found lacking anything when you are our shepherd and we come under your care. Your rod and your staff are ever there to protect us. We thank you, Father, that you have given us angels and destiny helpers. That even though we do not see them, yet they silently work in our lives, come and do their part and walk away. Grant us that discernment to see your hand at work there, Father. To know and recognize them and to partner with them. Many a times we have missed wonderful opportunities in our life simply because we didn't know that they were here and he were here for us. We thank you, Father, that you quicken the dead, that you call things which are not as though they were and you teach us to do the same. We thank you, Father, that you open our eyes to the realities of the spirit realm. And you show us who we are in your spiritual mirror, the word. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with food at our table, with a roof over our head that we are protected from external weather and from all dangers as well. <clears throat> you bless us with family, with friends, people that unconditionally love us. And that represents your love in our life. Different facets of your nature because you created each one of them in your image and likeness and they play that part to make that your nature more and more real to us. Grant us the eyes to see it, to see through all those actions, Lord, and not limited to physical, but to look at it from your spiritual eyes, the spiritual eyes that you put into our spirit. We thank you, Father, that you love us so much. And as we begin our reflection this morning, I cover and seal 
every word <clears throat> that we speak and pray this morning. I also cover and seal every person that is part of this prayer meeting, this praying family, and everyone that we are raising up in prayer this day through our petitions. We cover them all by the precious blood of Jesus. And we herald the power in our words, acknowledging in faith the word that the Father has given us and remembering what it really means so that we recognize its power when we speak our prayer. His word in Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 says, that says, As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word, our word, each one of us that speak, that goes out of our mouth and it will not return to us empty. It will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it in accordance with the will of the Father in the name of Jesus when we release it in faith and we believe, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> so as we get into today's reflection, <clears throat> I just like to touch on the need for prayer and then draw into doubt and faith. A prayer is a conversation with God and a legal transaction where you permit him to take over your situation and mobilize his management to bring it back in order, all that was out of order. But prayer is largely in times of our need. And so why do we pray? In order to have power over our circumstances. Now our soul is where our <clears throat> emotions, intellect and will reside. The emotions, intellect and our will, they're all located in our soul. And that is fertile ground. We know that from the parable of the sower. Now, the devil cannot stop the word of God from producing fruit in you when it is there already. And therefore, he will try to stop it as a seed from taking root. He will try to steal that word from each one. The word is the truth and the truth in your heart will set you free from every lie. Because it shows you who you are. And what is your position in God's kingdom? It tells you what you are capable of and what God has kept for you as an inheritance. Not only provision, but also his power that is made available. And the devil doesn't want you to know that truth. So he lies and tries to confuse. Like he said to Eve, did God really say that? And he says it even today to a lot of people. To every one of us in different ways, he waits for the right opportune time to say it. The question is, are you aware of what God said? <clears throat> he tried it on Jesus as well. When Jesus finished fasting out of the wilderness and he came, the first person to greet and congratulate him and welcome him was Satan. So even he wasn't spared. Beware. So the two kinds of seed we're really talking about here are faith and fear. 
And if you know how they work, you can choose what happens to you. You get to choose. <clears throat> Faith is formed in your heart and is based on the word. Doubt is formed in your mind and is the mother of fear. So fear is also formed in your mind. Now faith in the heart and doubt and fear in the mind. So we might even put it as faith is formed in your spirit and doubt is formed in your flesh. How does the enemy try to strike fear? Through intimidation. He always targets your mind. He can only target the flesh. He cannot target the spirit. And when will it target you? When what you are doing is potentially a threat to the enemy. If you are no threat to his kingdom, he won't bother. There are too many others to bother about. <clears throat> That's when they strike. So intimidation is confirmation that your weapons are doing good and are posing a threat to the enemy. Whatever you are doing, whatever you are speaking, the sword out of your mouth is causing damage to the enemy kingdom. So when you start to hear the voice of doubt in your ear, the voice of fear, what do you do? You recognize that it is doubt and fear and you immediately double your activity. <clears throat> why should you double your activity let's look at that a little more closely when the enemy starts to be concerned about what you are doing you know that what you are doing is right and it is troublesome to them so when you simply double that activity you are doubling your faith you are giving them a greater proportion of your faith you are resisting the devil submitting to God and resisting the devil that's how you double your faith why? Because that assures your victory. They cannot have power over you. And most importantly, it is important to remember at that time that faith is a decision. The devil can only have the power over you that you give him through your invitation. He might do it sneaking in a way that you don't realize that you are giving him that invitation. That's his steal, kill and destroy tactic. He tries to sneak in. He will look for an open door. And we unknowingly, in many instances, keep some door or the other open. It is important for us to recognize that that is a door first. And then shut that door. If we do not realize that it is a door, we take it too casually and say, well, there's no harm. What's, there's nothing to lose there. Unfortunately, they don't respect it. So it is a choice that you make in the spirit based on what you know from the word of God. That is what faith is. Faith is a choice that you make based on what you know from the word of God. If you do not know the word and you're just saying, I believe that is superstition. You need to understand the difference. I hope in our place of prayer, we are not operating in superstition. And when you are ministering to others, it is important to remember that in your mind as well. Do not raise superstition in their hearts. Point them to the word, to what the word says, scripture numbers, and then give them a knowledge of that word and build faith. That is true faith.
doubt and fear are emotions that people would feel in their flesh. You don't feel doubt and fear in your spirit. And they are not scriptural. So you have that decision to make of whether you operate in faith. And faith on what? Faith on the provision God has already kept for you. That is why we say go back to the word. Because if you are talking provision, you are talking outcomes, that has to be what is the express will written in the word of God. Otherwise, there is no outcome. There cannot be an outcome that is not written in that word. He said in Mark 16, verse 17, those that believe, for those that believe, these signs shall follow them. What are we doing in our Christian experience? Instead of operating out of faith, we operate in fear, chasing or following those signs when the sign was actually designed to follow us. Are we really operating in faith there when we go chasing signs? First I will see and then I would believe. That happens to a lot of Christians. We have done that ourselves in the past until the word was cracked open for us. And then we realize that you first got to express your faith. I'd like us to drive home that message and share it when we are discussing faith with everyone around us. So in order to have power over your circumstance, you get to choose what you will do. You do not let the circumstance of someone else decide what will happen to you. That's the first thing we need to remember. You get to choose. Second is your faith is formed in your heart, in your spirit, and fear and doubt has formed in your flesh. Who are you going to listen to the flesh or to your spirit? Then you make that decision. And that can only happen when the word of God is strong in you. So the second important takeaway is read your word daily. Receive your daily mana, your daily bread that is given straight down from heaven. That mana will not stop until you enter the kingdom. The Bible confirms it. Until Joshua and Caleb led the people into the promised land, they kept receiving manna from heaven. Until you enter the promised land, you will keep receiving that manna. It is your choice to receive it or turn away from it. But remember that that is what guides your faith. And the important question then is, will you let the seed of doubt take root? Or will you let your faith produce fruit? That is up to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we understand how faith and fear operates. And every time, in every circumstance, when we feel challenged and we experience that doubt and fear coming near, help us to shift gears from the flesh to the spirit and pray in the spirit, operating in faith based on what your word says. And if we do not know what word, what your word says in that circumstance, we ask for that grace and that discernment, Lord, to go back to your word. And we ask you to show us, point us in the direction of what your word says about that circumstance and to hold on to it, to submit to your will, your word there, and to resist the devil, just like your word in James 4, 7 says, because we know that he will ultimately tire and have to flee. That word is truth. It does not lie. We hold on to that truth. I ask for that discernment, that measure of faith, that grace in our lives 
in the name of Jesus. And as we pray for that spiritual discernment, for that spiritual edification, Lord, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families, our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. For all those that are hospitalized this day, we pray for all families that are embattled, that are undergoing any kind of division or separation, including small misunderstandings that keep them away from each other in their hearts, even though they live under the same roof. Lord, that happens to every single one of us. We ask for your grace of love to operate out of love in those circumstances, knowing in our hearts that when we operate in love, Satan loses his control over that situation. He can no longer suggest any kind of doubt or fear in our heart that will cause division or sparks to fly in any way. We pray also for all families, Lord. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Especially those that are battling strongholds of poverty. Strongholds of busyness, prayerlessness, and lack of knowledge of your word, ignorance. Ways designed by Satan to keep your people prayerless and powerless. Keep them away from your inheritance. Keep them away from the power that you make available to each of us. Let every such chain over the lives of your faithful people be broken, Father. In the name of Jesus, we, we declare this. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. We raise our own personal intentions here. We pray for each of your loved ones, your friends. For all those that you are ministering to today. All those that have come seeking our prayers. Our help. And in a special way we pray for all those that have given up hope. That feel helpless as well. For all those that are almost losing their, their faith. In the ability of prayer to produce result. Father, we thank you that you are with us and you hear us. You always hear us. When we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement, we know that that prayer of agreement is made under an open heaven and you, O oh God, our Father, will do it when we ask it in the name of Jesus. That prayer must come back as a manifested answer to all the faith that we have released and the petition we have raised at this altar of our prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift of tongues to release your faith and your tongue. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Make sure you are not asking it to wear it as a medal on your chest that you have the gift. But when you are given that gift, is giving it as a responsibility to intercede and pray for others. Make sure that is your intention. Otherwise, we don't get it. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Joined our spirits to one to be one with the Holy Spirit and release our faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sara Sarah, 
Amen and amen, Lord. We release our faith, we believe, and we receive in accordance with your will, your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The image that the Lord gave me this morning was a bird going along the ground and pecking, um, pecking for its food, looking for its food. And the words the Lord spoke to me is, my word is your manna from heaven. Eat my words. My word is life. The scripture I've been given is 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light 
of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And as we were praying, I was led to the words of 1 John chapter 5 from verse 9 onwards, 9 to 12. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. He that believes on the son of God has the witness in himself. He that believes not God has made him a liar because he believes not on the record that God gave of his son. And this is the record that God has given to us, eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that has the son has life. And he that does not have the son of God does not have life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat as well. <clears throat> the first one is from Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 6, <clears throat> quoted from the NIV, which says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And the second one is from James chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, quoted from the ESV, the English Standard Version, which says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. And he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. A very important lesson for us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are benefiting from these reflections and you are really seeing transformation in your life there and if there is that one person that has come to your mind today while we reflected on today's topic as also if there's anyone coming to mind when you read Brother Savio's reflections that he posts on our Telegram group and on our Facebook page please be led by the Spirit at that time and share that message with that person there and then do not delay it when delaying is also disobeying what the Holy Spirit is telling us. Listen to him. Please also share it with your friends and family. You might unknowingly be blessing a few more there.
And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Rasul. God, God bless you, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Jesus.